Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of Looking for the Middle. It's one of y'all's favorite types of episodes. Every season. Every season. This is the season seven Men Tell All episode. I was labeling episodes the other day, and I put season six. I had to like Stop go back. in the past. I had to go back in iTunes and like redo <laughs> all of them. Anyway. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It is season seven. But my the concept of time is so off right now, so I really can't say anything. I don't know if it's ever going to go back to normal after last year. Probably not. All, all sense of time has ceased. Yes, exactly. So before we get into our interview today and talking to our guest, who I will let either Bethany or himself introduce in a second. I'll introduce myself. There you go. There you go. Um, just a reminder, we are still going with our newsletter. For those of you a few weeks ago who emailed us and said, hey, something happened and I didn't get it. Thank you, because my bad, y'all. Sorry. Um, some technical difficulties. But We're we still do, not sure who, who she sent the newsletter I to. I really don't know. But it wasn't you guys. It wasn't y'all. But we do have a newsletter that goes out every Thursday. So if you are not signed up for that, you can do that either at our Instagram bio or on our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. And we send all sorts of goodies out the day after the weekly episode airs. So go sign up for that if you haven't. And then if you're not following us on social media, if you're not enjoying me Mondays, like I have been, Bethany's <laughs> been killing it, then you should go follow us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. And it's a grand old time over there. Yes. So be sure to do that. Um, Bethany, you have our question of I the do. day. Do so- you want... Dalton to introduce himself before the question. Oh. Or so there it's like, oh, who's this random person answering? That's probably a good okay, idea. There's nothing wrong with a random person. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, random person. Yeah. Hello, us. I'm random person. <laughs> tell us who you are. What My name you do. is uh, Dalton Teal. And as of the airing of this podcast, I will be the director of family ministries at Providence Church. So very, very cool. I'm uh, 26. Very, very young for what I'm doing, <laughs> which has uh, always been interesting. But no, I'm loving it. I actually quit my job two weeks ago. Yay! Congratulations. So my last day is two days from now, so I'm looking forward to it. I work with Bethany very closely, irritate her every single day that I work with her. That That's is, the goal, that see true. how many buttons I can push. <laughs> and I'm very good at it. He is. It's really unnerving. <laughs> I've only been in the office today, y'all, for what, maybe... 45 minutes, yeah. and I have observed a lot. Oh, that's tame. <laughs> yeah. That's tame compared to what it normally is. I, this is it's going to be great. This is going to be a good time. Okay. So, question of the day. Oh, am I required to answer this? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Halloween is this weekend. So, I was like, ooh, what can we do related? So, I was going to ask everyone what your favorite candy is, but that's kind of overdone. So You what mean is Reformation you? Day? Y- yes. That's what I was going for. Right? Reformed candy. Got it. <laughs> No, but I don't want to know what your favorite is. I want to know what your least favorite candy is. Candy corn. That was mine. You took my answer. Okay. Um, I mean, you can have it too. It's okay if it's your least favorite. Really. I think candy corn's underrated. You Are like you it? Seriously, you uh, like I, it? Okay, I don't like it. But I'm rethinking this interview in, right now. If you put it in front of me, first of all, unless it's chocolate, I'm not saying no to it. Which because chocolate will kill you. I'm allergic to chocolate. There's your. There's one of your fun facts right there. Oh, no, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I'm so sad allergic for you. Allergic to chocolate, and I developed the allergy too. 
So I've had it, and I ate it until I was 16, and then all of a sudden developed the allergy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's even more depressing. That's so I know That's what cruel. it is. Reese's were my favorite. Yes. Okay, but you have they good make taste. white chocolate Reese's. Wait, have so you you're not allergic them? to white chocolate? No, that's just vanilla. That's not actually chocolate, in it's case you were wondering. Really? No idea. Wow, yeah. I'm learning so much. Reese's Pieces don't actually have chocolate in them. You, you learn to really read labels <laughs> when you're allergic to something. Oh, my gosh. Huh. My mind is blown. White yeah. chocolate Kit Kats, that's a lie. There's chocolate in them. Okay. <laughs> allergic <laughs> reaction to that one. Okay. But they make white chocolate Reese's? White chocolate Reese's. Best thing in the world. Huh. Wait, okay. so what's I'm the worst, try. though? I mean, anything chocolate for me is no. just the worst, but Twizzlers are awful. Oh, that's a good one. That that's is a the good most one. bland. That's a bad one. Twizzlers, Red Vines, whatever it is, is brutal. Yeah, that's Disgusting bad. candy. Well, and you never get it out of your teeth. No. Like, oh, I'm eating yeah. it for two days. It's stuck forever and it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you have candy corn. <laughs> okay, great. Anything with mint in it mm. is my least favorite. Do you not even like the chocolate mints at Olive Garden? Oh, though, those are the worst. Really? Oh, I just love those. Just that mint flavor, mint chocolate chip ice cream. I don't All like of it. But does peppermint fall in that category? I normally get bored and don't like a peppermint anymore about halfway through. Oh, no. I just chew it up after Ew. Like five seconds. No, no. I don't chew oh, it. Oh, you spit it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, what's the point in that? Well, that's why I just don't normally eat them at all. But if it's like, oh, here, have a mint, and it'd be rude not to take it, then no. I'm like, oh, okay. I love peppermints. Well, you can have all the peppermints. Chick-fil-A, I'll have all I'm the just chocolate. going inside to get peppermints. Are they open anymore? They're, yeah. yeah. Oh, you I never go, go inside now. <laughs> he just drives by the drive-thru and was like, nope. Nope. That happened. did happen last week. Really? I wanted Chick-fil-A for lunch, drove there. It was backed up in the middle of the highway. I turned around and went to Chipotle. Okay, well. Bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> you could have gone inside. Well, yes. I didn't know that. Now you do. Though. See, we all learned something Yes, today. we did. We did. Okay. So... <clears throat> Everyone answered the question, right? You did, I did. Yeah, okay. So let's jump into our list of questions today. So we have our normal list that we ask all the guys when they come on the show. And then we have a list of five or six questions from you guys from when we put in our stories for you guys to send us some questions. I don't know if Dalton has cheated and looked at those yet or not, but... I've seen the normal list. He's seen the normal list. He hasn't seen the ones from you guys, so that will be... Off the cuff. And no, all unfiltered. I've heard is, ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. No, it, it'll be fine. It's just stuff we wish we had thought of, really. Really? Did good. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of told us name, age, occupation, all that stuff. So tell us, before we jump in, what is your current relationship status? I have thought long and hard about how I want to say this. You know, single is a Pringle. That's what's way overused. Yeah. I heard one that was single and ready to jingle. That was a, it was a Christmas <laughs> was, one on your... Uh, Gabe said that. Yeah. Oh, Gabe. Oh, gosh. Uh, you've got single and ready to Christian mingle, but I'm not... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not on Christian Mingle. Not there yet. Uh, I like to say I have a long-distance relationship in the future with my future wife. <laughs> okay. She just doesn't know it yet. Okay, great. So there we go. That, that's, that's my where new I'm favorite right answer. Yep. You like that one? I like that one. Okay. That's my new favorite answer. Because single and ready to jingle made me yeah. very uncomfortable. It was a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. That one threw me off a little bit. <laughs> You're I've like, heard a couple of these men tell alls to get ready for it. Uh, oh, which ones did you listen to? Um, well, I don't actually remember the names of half of them. I remember Matt's because I just love Matt. Right. He's Matt's the best. Great. Yes. Um, the single and ready to jingle one was the one that threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gabe will do that if you know yes, him. Yes, he will. Okay. Oh, by the way, because yes. this is my token phrase for every episode, we will link all the men tell all episodes we've done so far in the newsletter yeah. this week because this is our sixth. Yeah. Brett, Matt, Gabe, Dylan, and Jared, and then Dalton. Yeah. The sixth. Yeah. Oh, so. And I wanted to be seven. Sorry. Better number. Maybe number if you do perfection. good, we'll have you come back. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I wanted to be seven. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Okay, so let's get into the meatier questions. So, Dalton, please tell me, and our listeners, and Bethany, you may already know this, I don't know. Uh, what are the top things you're looking for in someone that you want to date? I mean, you have, obviously, the Christian answer. They've, they've got to love the Lord. I mean, that's number one for me. Obviously, just any Christian should answer that question. I mean, you look at passages on being equally yoked, and I'll talk about dating with a purpose in a minute, but you look at all of this, they have to exude a love for the Lord. And I'm not just talking about their bio says, yeah, I love Jesus, and it has John 3.16 in it. <laughs> We're looking at someone that clearly loves the Lord, loves his church, and wants to be involved with that. That's important to me because I'm going to be a pastor. So my whole life is church ministry, and I want somebody that's going to be okay with church ministry. So I want somebody that loves the Lord. That's got to be number one. And if they don't clearly show it, have, have a nice day. Yeah. I don't want to be rude to them and just say, get lost, but <laughs> have a wonderful day. Lord bless you and grow up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where we're at with that one. Yeah. Um, share some similar interest. I don't want the exact same version of me because there's already one of me and that's enough for the world. You don't need a female version of me. So someone that shares similar interests but compliments me well. So where, where I show weaknesses, they, they seem to show restraint in talking because I don't have that. <laughs> He doesn't. They, they make fun of me at softball. From the moment that there is a first pitch to the last pitch, I am jawing the entire time. That's amazing. Talking to the entire team except for the one guy that never wants to talk to me. He'll talk to him still, though. I, I try I mean, talking to him. gives it a good I'll shot. I'll keep talking. He just doesn't say anything to me. So someone that compliments me well, you know, they don't have to be perfect because there's no such thing as the perfect person. But loving the Lord has to be number one. I love that. Okay, so then this is actually one of the questions we got from one of our listeners that kind of like goes with this really well. What are some things that a girl can do to make a good first impression? Like what things would stand out to you? Mm. Just like right off the bat. Well, you know, you see them involved in their church. For me, that's huge. You don't have to be involved in every single ministry, but you should, you should want to be a part of the church. So if you're only going on Sunday mornings and you say that's church time for me, that's great. I'm glad you're worshiping with the church family. But if you're not involved in other things, you really, you're showing a clear lack of interest in other people and really in the Lord. So I, I want to see somebody that's involved in the local church, whether that's nursery work, which nursery is great. You should be involved in that. Men should be involved in that too, but Thank that's a you. conversation we've had before. <laughs> Guys should be involved in the nursery, but I want to see that you, you care about other people. Like if you're showing an interest in other people, it doesn't even have to be people that are part of my life. But if I see you're engaging well with other people and you care about them or taking an interest, that goes well for me because that means that you want to serve people and serve them well. Yeah. Well, that's important. Like you said, too, if you're going to be a pastor, like that's your life yeah. from here on out. And so that's good. I like that. So then on the flip side, if you're looking for that, for a girl to make a first impression, a good first impression, what are some things that you do if you want to let a girl know that you're interested in her? Uh, act painfully awkward. Okay. <laughs> Honesty, I mean, I like, yeah. That's one of them. I was having that conversation with someone the other day that, you know, if if I know I'm, I'm not dating you, there's no there's no real interest in there, I'm so chill. I will have a long conversation with you, chat, mess around, be completely stupid. Okay. If I'm interested in you, oh my gosh, it gets awkward real quick. I freeze. I mean, just stone cold, don't know what to say. So if if I don't talk a lot around you, Maybe that's an indication that uh, I'm feeling something towards you, or I just don't know you. So good luck trying to decipher that. Um, All these girls who have no idea who Dalton is are like, yeah, he's like, crazy. He's <laughs> got it. Yes. No, I, there, there is a, a showing of interest, though. right? So I, I try and make it 
somewhat clear that there is interest there. So I'm going to have more genuine conversations with you, not just the how's the weather, how's your day, how's your job. Awful small talk. I hate small talk. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to make it somewhat obvious to you that I'm, I'm taking an interest in your life and in the things you do. And I, I think that kind of speaks a lot of, of the way that I'm feeling towards that person. As Bethany makes faces over I'm here. just trying to be really quiet and put my drink down. See, you, you guys really work. need to have some sort of camera recording of this just to get the facial expressions. We, I have a lot of them. Yes. Well, I wave my arms more than I make facial expressions. I'm yeah. very like... Y'all can't see any of this. I'm no, not, you even, no idea. even now. Well, but. I have preacher hands, and they're always constantly moving. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> yes. what you're going yeah. <laughs> So to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about getting really shy and awkward when you're interested in someone, based on your experience being a guy, is yes, that... You're right. <laughs> Good job. Is that a, what a setup. common way of going about letting a girl know you're interested? Like, is it more common than maybe we would think because I would write someone off sooner rather than later if that was the... I, so I think it is more common. Yeah, people. I, I think it is more common than a lot of, of women think. Um, part of it is, and I know this is one of the questions for later and we might cover it now, there's a lot of pressure that's put on dating, especially in Christian circles. It's, it's something I've heard you guys hark on a lot in this podcast. Um, I come, my background is I went to Southern Seminary through undergrad school at Boyce College. So graduated with a degree in theology there. It's marriage, 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 marriage. When you get there to the moment you graduate, you're told find a wife and women find a husband, right? So it's just this constant pressure of getting married that I think we put too much pressure on people to where when they're approaching some sort of relationship and wanting to talk to a female, they're just terrified and freeze. Because there's all of that pressure that's attached to it. So part of it is kind of you need to remove the pressure that's attached to that. And just it's okay to be friends and get to know them. But I think it is. It's definitely something that with the pressure, a lot more guys feel it and show it in awkwardness. And there's a lot of guys that I know that haven't really dated a lot. So they really don't know what they're doing. I mean, I haven't dated in a couple of years now, but I've dated before. And have a general idea of this is what dating looks like. How this thing works. This is how this thing works. (laughs) There's a lot of guys in Christian circles that just have never dated because the culture that they come from is you date to get married. And if you're not even interested in in marriage, you don't date. So no one's dating anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot more common with awkwardness than you would really think. So don't just write a guy off for that reason, Bethany. I didn't say I automatically would. I'm just saying... If it's like, oh. If it's a consistent theme and yeah. it never changes. Well, and if I see how someone is around everyone else who they're not interested in. Right. And it's like this super outgoing, like talkative, joke around, whatever. And then around me, it's like, oh, can't think of anything to say. That would, my initial thought would be, oh, wow, he can't stand to be around me. That's what I would That's how we would interpret that. Yeah. My awkwardness is not just this stone-faced, I'm not saying anything to you. Okay. I'm just awkward in conversation. Kind of like stumbling over your words Stumbling over my words or horrible jokes. Dad jokes are my favorite, though, (laughs) which is a conversation for a different time. I love dad jokes, and I'm I'm telling dad jokes. I'm starting to get more comfortable in the conversation. But... (laughs) 
It's it's just stumbling over my words and because you you don't want to mess it up. Okay. Right? There's all that pressure that's put on you. You don't want to screw it up and say, "Well, I just blew every chance that I had there." So, but if it's one of those things that he's not developing out of it. Yeah. So you're you're seeing this consistent theme of awkwardness continuing to go on. That's a problem. Okay. That's that's helpful. helpful. Yes. <laughs> okay, so flipping it around. What are some things you would do or some signals you would give off? To let a girl know you are not interested. Like, let's say there's this girl that you're like, oh, I can tell she seems to be interested. Here's what I'm going to do to discourage that. Uh, it depends on the level of awareness. Um, if I'm a total bro with you, that's a good indication that no, <laughs> nothing's coming there. Because I I love people. I love to hang out with people, have fun with them. Like, I'm all about people. So... If I'm acting like a total bro or your Christian brother, just go ahead and assume I'm feeling that that way towards you. That's a good way to look at it. That's that's part of it. Now, if it's you're clearly not picking up on the hints that I'm laying down, I'm going to be a little bit more overt with it and maybe distance myself from that. But part of it is I want to protect people, mm. right? I don't want other people to get hurt because they have interest in me and I just don't share that interest. You, you want to care for your sister in Christ and love her well so she doesn't get hurt from that. So I'm going to be a little bit more obvious. And if none of that is working, I'm going to have a conversation. Yeah. Just just to be honest. And you don't want to be super blunt in that conversation. You want to be cautious with that. But hey, I, I just don't feel the same level of interest that you're clearly showing here. Am I right in this? Or am I wrong in assuming this? And just being honest with them really goes a long way. And you, you save. It's a short amount of pain, which saves a long-term pain. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's something that would improve Christian dating a lot is more of those honest conversations, Mm -hmm. not even in an, well, I'm interested in your not context, but kind of like what you were saying before is it's become, because no one has dated because no one knows what to do because it's okay. Well, if you're not getting married, what's the point? No one talks about it either. And so there's that cycle of, well, I don't really know what I'm doing because I haven't dated a lot, but no one talks about it. So I never learn what to do. And so no one ever talks about it at all. And I think that's one thing that would help a lot is just have conversations around it in general in those groups of people who are just your friends. Um, well, it doesn't help that we're also coming out of a culture of the mid two thousands of the worst dating advice you've ever seen. Amen. I mean, the, the late, late nineties, mid two thousands. I mean, I was born in ninety five, so I don't know the generations before that. But you have the worst dating advice coming out of there. I mean, one of the worst books that I'm going to harp on is "I Kiss Dating Goodbye." Oh yeah, awful book. That's why we started the but, show. Right? Yeah. I remember people requiring that as textbook for classes, yeah. and then realizing, oh my gosh, this is terrible. So we're we're coming out of this generation of where people don't know how to date in Christian circles because all they've known is advice like that. I mean, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. I mean, the word dating is not in there, but it gives you good principles for dating. And it gives you an idea of what this is supposed to look like. But we also have to come into it with wisdom. You have to understand this is not going to be perfect. We need to approach it in the best way possible for the glory of the Lord. But have some sort of awareness of what's going on. Talk with other people. It's not bad to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. You can have a good engaging conversation about this. I mean, I'm a single guy right now. I feel like a head coach of a football team. I'm not actually playing the sport, but I'm giving people a lot of advice on it. I'm great at if you ask me a question about that, I'll give you good advice on how to handle certain situations. 
we need to be more comfortable talking about this. I'm not married, and I talk to people about marriage all the time. We just need to open up and stop kissing, dating, goodbye. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're going to kiss marriage goodbye, too. Yeah. I mean. That sounds like a great book. You should write it. Yeah. <laughs> Put that down somewhere. Okay. No, no. I think you're so right. I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends the other day, and he was saying, he was like, Kristen, I just, like, I haven't. He's started dating this girl pretty seriously. And he's like, I, they had an argument and he was asking for my advice. He's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, this is my first serious relationship. I'm like, then tell her that. Like, yeah. And I think, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you're telling me that. So, like, this is a good conversation. And it's, if I'm that girl, I'm like, that's a lot of humility for you to say, hey, like, I want to figure this out. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do this well. I want to honor the Lord with the way I date, but I'm still learning. And I think we're so scared of looking like we don't know what we're doing that we're just not talking about it, and then yeah. nothing gets better. I think especially men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is that massive ego pride factor that goes into it of, I don't want to look wrong, which in previous dating relationships, that was me. Like, I, I would not tell people when I was struggling. I would not tell people that I was wrong. I would make other people wrong, mm-hmm. which there was a very big humbling moment for me in life. And that's a very long story for a different day. But it's okay to admit you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. Honesty goes a long way. And I think, you know, the old cliche of dating and marriage is communication. But that's, it's so true. Openly communicate with one another and it, it changes the way that you date. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think one thing we've talked about here and there a little bit too is remember, no one else knows as much about dating as you think they do. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And like, you know, you can think, well, I haven't dated a ton and they have more. So I'm sure they have everything figured out and I'm not going to go talk to them. But trust me, they're sitting there going, I have no idea what to do in this situation just as much as you are because we're all figuring it out as we go. Okay. So... Dalton, this might be a little more of a personal question, so feel free to share as much or as little as you want. But what is something you wish you would have done differently in your own dating history? I have thought a lot about this question because that's a little bit of background. I've really only been in in two serious relationships, long-term relationships. I mean, we're talking dated one girl for three years and another one for two and a half years. Wow. So I've been long relationships and and part of me looks at it and goes I wish I would have done this different or learn to humble myself faster or ask for help or have people involved which I would say probably would be the biggest one is have couples that know you well and be engaged with that I kind of said I'll figure it out on my own and I'll do it on my own which is exactly what we were just talking about it doesn't work you need people to come alongside you that Older couples that have made it, they're married, they've been married for a while that can say, hey, here's all the mistakes that we made, learn from them. Younger couples that are kind of in the same season as you are that can speak to, hey, we understand what you're going through and we're going to walk through it with you. So I think that's part of it. But I'm also looking at it and saying, I don't I don't really want to change anything mm. because what it has done is brought me to where I am now. I mean, every single step along the way, every single mistake God has brought me through that to teach me more about my own self and about himself than I could ever imagine outside of that. So there is levels of, I wish I would have taken more sound advice. And I would say people should be doing that and taking advantage of that. But at the same time, I'm really thankful for where I'm at. 
yeah, I am single, but the next relationship I get into, I can look at it and say, okay, I have way better thoughts on this than I would have three years ago had I not gone through these things. Mm -hmm. So really, I I wouldn't change much, if anything at all, because I'm thankful for what the Lord's done through it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good place to be. So talking about bringing people in and looking for advice and counsel from people who are further down the road than you are, what is the best piece of dating advice that you've ever been given? Really two of them that I think of. One is a date with a purpose. And my hands are on the table. I'm just not going to move. <laughs> uh, or you're just going to see my shoulders bouncing up yeah, and down. There you go. Uh, dating with a purpose. So have some sort of thought going into it of why you're dating this person. If your first words are, I think she's cute, back up. Mm-hmm. You just need to stop right there. But if it's a, hey, I'm really interested in this person. They show a lot of qualities that, that I really admire and really like. I want to get to know them more and see where that leads. It's so much better. Lasts so much longer. And really, you, you protect yourself from some sinfulness in that. Mm-hmm. So date with a purpose. And I think really one that most people don't think of is be friends. Enjoy hanging out with one another. If it's one of those things where you're, you're dating this person, you don't really hang out with them a lot, what is the point in all of that? So be friends. I mean, don't be afraid to have fun with one another, to cut up with one another, to pick at each other. That's all good. That's what friends should do, especially if you marry this person. You don't want to marry somebody you don't enjoy spending a lot of time with because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. A whole lot of time. (laughs) So be friends with that person. Really be best friends with that person. If you've been dating them for a while and you don't know really a lick about their personal life, that's a problem. So be friends with the person and enjoy hanging out with them. Learn. Be students of that person. Learn what they like, what they don't like. That way you're not five months down the road and asking, where should we go eat? And then sitting in the car for 45 minutes because no one can decide. <laughs> Guys should know, hey, she really likes going to this place, so I'm going to go eat there. So we we don't even have to deal with the 45-minute argument think about where we're going to eat. Think of the time that would save. Right? Like, gosh. How and efficient. And think of how hungry you get during that moment. <laughs> it's the worst. Do you speak from experience? Yes. Okay. Oh. Just 100%. Yeah. That's a very uh, specific and passionate example. So very was, passionate. That's awesome. That's awesome. Isn't it what was was it you and I that found that article about like uh, ten ways to get your girlfriend to pick where you're going to <laughs> yes. eat or something? Uh, we need to find we'll that. We'll have to find that. We'll that put it in the newsletter. There we go. But yeah, that's number one. Should not be ask her where you want to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good. I've I have said I'm like if you give me choices, yes, then I can pick. Like give me three options and I will pick from one. But don't be like well, we can go anywhere. I'm like I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, I don't want to choose. <laughs> well, to be frank, I I don't like when people tell me where do you want to eat. I say uh-huh. hey, you, you can choose anywhere. Well, I don't want to choose anywhere. <laughs> no, I'll go eat a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. But if you yeah. give me a couple options of do you want pizza? Do you want barbecue? I'm picking barbecue just so you're aware yeah <laughs> but having a few options is way better than a whole football field long ago. amen yeah. amen okay oh i love this question so i don't know if you gave me this one on purpose but i'm no. very excited okay so i mean bethany already acknowledged you have experience being a guy so Good. It, it yes in that when you are getting ready to go on a first date What's going through your head? Like, right when you get there, right before? Sheer terror. Okay, great. I'm so <laughs> We're glad. We're not, the only, not the only one. <laughs> I think, well, I'm also a really introspective person, so I like to analyze and overthink a lot of things, which is never helpful. Nope. But, I get that, though. Uh, yeah, right? I, I think part of it, there is always the anxiety and the nerves that go into it. 
And it also depends on the level of how well you know the person. If this is a, uh, we just met and we're going on a date to kind of get to know each other, there's a lot more nerves going into it. I am thinking of a thousand and one questions to ask. Yes? Interesting. So you're saying there's more pressure if you don't know this person well. For me, there is. I would say the opposite. I'm trying to decide. Because if you know someone well and then you're going out with them, like... This is someone you know. Like, the stakes are kind of higher to start with, I feel like. But I feel like there's less of a chance for it to, like, be awkward because you already know the person. Like, you may have little moments of awkwardness, but, like, if you don't really know the person and you, like, get three questions in, you're like, oh, this is painful trying to talk to this person. But I just, when you were saying that, it hit me. Like, small talk is my thing. That's true. You're great at small talk. I I hate hate small talk. Like, I can sit there and I don't worry about it because I'm like, well, even if they don't talk, I can. No. I can fill it with something. No, ter- that's why I go to parties with you. Or <laughs> Maybe that's gatherings why. with it's you and I follow you me. around so you can, yeah. So our ministry coordinator's out partying, got it. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> we always say parties and it's really I just know. like eight people that get together and watch movies and house. play games. It's social gatherings Yeah, I, that I don't know a lot of they're people. Post-COVID, they're called parties. Yes, like, that's true. That's as close as we See, get. See, we in the Christian world call that fellowships. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> The future pastor, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, yes. okay. I, I don't like small talk, so I'm thinking of a thousand and one questions. Okay. For me, though, it's once I get going, I'm going. And it's the same thing with preaching for me. Bethany's over here making noises again. <laughs> uh, it, it's the same thing with, with preaching for me. It, once I kind of get through that introduction, I'm good. I'm going for a while. It's not an issue. So having a conversation with somebody is easy after it gets going but leading up to it like i went and picked up our we had a guest speaker a couple months ago i had to pick him up from the airport i had a list of questions to ask him never met him just did not want awkward car silence so i asked him all 15 questions by the time we got here and it was only a what 10 minute drive oh my gosh it's like three miles down the road (laughs) so i always have a list of questions once i get rolling i'm fine but it's the lead up to that, that you're always trying to consider, you know, how do I keep the conversation going? How do I get it from really shallow to a lot deeper? Because for me, if you get deeper, that's a sign that you're interested. Mm-hmm. If you're just giving me basic answers and it almost feels like an interview, that's not boding well for my confidence in the situation. But if you start to get deeper into the conversation and you really start to tell me who you are, I'm going to love it. I'm going to pick up on it and I'll, I'll keep that conversation going for five hours. Even on a first date. Even on a Very first date. date. I'm a fan of five-hour first dates. Well, I am too. I'm just saying, you know, there's two schools of thought. One would say keep it super casual. Just figure out if you like spending time with each other. Like, don't be really deep on a first date. And I was just clarifying that you were meaning on a first date. Oh, I can You would prefer. Those. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm an open book. If yeah. you ask me a question, I'll give you the answer pretty quickly. And yeah. you just tell me how deep you want me to go. Yeah. Because last night, a buddy of mine asked me a question. And for two hours, I rambled on. <laughs> So I can get going, and yeah. you just have to tell me, hey, you need to shut up. For yeah, I get the idea. <laughs> no, that's interesting, though, that you said that you're – not only are you coming in with these questions, but you're reading how deep she's willing to yeah. go pretty quickly. I think that's yeah. – It shows the level of interest t- that they have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I and I'm also a, a listener, so I, I like when you when you talk. So if I'm on a date and you're really telling me your life story, I'm not really going to interrupt much. I'll interject to make a comment or kind of keep that story going. Yeah. I love to listen and I pick up on those things and I use them for future dates. <laughs> yeah. Like if you tell me in the middle of a story, your favorite candy is Twizzlers. First of all, the second date's not happening. <laughs> it's just a nasty candy. 
But if it's anything else, if it's white chocolate Reese's, oh, you're getting that. Well, I might propose at that moment there. It'd just be quick. That's such an obscure thing to learn. That's true. That's I mean, yeah, true. I don't think either of us even knew they existed. Uh, so. No, nope. exactly. Yeah, no, nope. more for you. But when we've talked about that, I don't know how many times. Like, it's so endearing when a guy remembers things you told him. Oh, yeah. And then circles back to them, yep. or like, if I told you, here's my favorite candy, and then two or three dates later, he brings me the candy. I'm like, oh, yep. I'm oh, a I'm puddle. Let's get notes. married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mental Absolutely. notes, and then I will write them in my phone at a later time. Aww. Dates over, and I write it down. That's so sweet. That's adorable. Now, Aww. if it's something that clearly the date didn't go well, no, I'm not going <laughs> to keep that in my yeah, back no, pocket. No. No. That's good. That's sweet. So, talking about dates that don't go well, things that girls do when it comes to dating that is like, why do they do this? What is something you wish girls would just quit doing? Is there anything that's like, wow, why do they all do this? I don't know if everyone does it. It's part of what we were just talking about. Refusing to have a really deep conversation. Mm. I don't like that. I want someone to open up with me and be honest. You don't have to tell me your life story and all of your struggles and about your, your grandma's whatever. <laughs> I don't need to know everything about that yet. Unless you want to tell it and then you go ahead and tell it. I'll listen. Um, but it's, it's not saying a lot. Also, it's a southern thing, but people beat around the bush, too. Yep, they do. They don't want to be honest about where they're at. I'm not going to confess my love for you on a first date. I don't even know you that well. <laughs> so if, if you're just barely talking, barely saying anything, not cool. Especially, okay, here's a different thing. If we go out to eat and you barely order anything... <laughs> <laughs> you want a girl like me? <laughs> why? Why are you afraid to eat in front of me? Yeah, I, I I've never understood that. I've gone on dates before where the girl just, I'll just have a salad. <laughs> if you love salads, go ahead, get the salad. If you don't love salads and you order a salad, I'm just gonna stare at you. I'm like, no, she actually wants something else. Yes, she would like a burger, please. <laughs> she can have it. Yes, there's more that goes into it though, of like. Well, if you order pasta, you're going to get sauce on your shirt. Like, there's a whole step. Then you're like, on a date with me with a stain. I don't care. <laughs> Wear black. You don't have to worry That's about it. Saying. But yes. From the girl's perspective. Yes. No, I get it. There is yeah. more that goes into it sometimes. Salad is dangerous, though. There's dressing. Well, and I mean, the That's amount of true. things you could get in your teeth. Like, I don't want to be sitting there for 15 minutes and then I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick and go in there and be like, I got corn or something. Like, yeah. in my front teeth, I'm like, oh it my It really gosh. doesn't even phase me at that point. Like, oh cool. Oh my gosh. It's entertaining. Would you tell it's a her? good story to Would tell. you tell the girl that there's Probably. something in her teeth? Okay, good. Okay. I you would want someone to tell me. Big green thing in the middle of your face. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> or I'd be like, why is he staring at I my hope teeth? you would say it just like that. You got a big green thing in the middle of your face. Oh, I will. I will, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, man, I had a question that was not in the notes that you made me think of. What was it? Eating. I was thinking, wish girls would quit doing. And, oh, yes, you're welcome. Thank, no, it has nothing to do with eating. <laughs> no. Anyway, so you were talking about having a deep conversation and this whole Southern beat around the bush thing or whatever. And so I get all of that. I would wonder, though... Because I'm not someone that's going to just, like, open up a lot on a first date. Because I don't know you. I have no idea. Like, where is – is there a boundary there when it comes to, like, dating and, like, not front look? Because I think sometimes 
the problem we run into in a lot of Christian circles is because there is so much pressure and there is like either get married or don't. Right. You feel like you have to decide on the first date that we front load a lot of information and a lot of commitment that then you've been out on three or four dates and you're, you're just not into it. But the girl is like head over heels because she shared her yeah, life she's story. She's emotionally involved at that point. How do you balance that? Like what, what, I don't know. I, I try and be careful with the questions because I do, I understand where you're coming from. And I think guys can fall into that trap too of guys open up girls don't say anything really mm-hmm. and then he's left well i feel great about this she doesn't really even care at this point probably not even going to talk to him anymore so you, you just never know i think you, you do have to be careful with the questions you ask i'm not going to ask you how how's your bible study life i don't need to know that right now yeah. i want to know basics about what's your family what's your background what did you do growing up did you play sports did you not play sports like all of those questions i'm going to ask I don't need to know, and this is this is one in the, the circle that I ran around in that just drove me insane, is guys talking about all of their different mental struggles or sin struggles or whatever it is. I mean, she doesn't need to know, mm-hmm. really honestly, for a while. Yeah. You don't need to open up about all of these things. Well, I get really anxious when I do this. She doesn't need to know that on a first date. So you need to, there does need to be wisdom there. Now, when I talk about going deeper and having that conversation, if you're just saying, yeah, I have a mom, I have a brother, I have a sister. Okay. Do they have names? <laughs> Are they still here today? Where do they live? Like, you, give me those details. Okay. But I don't have to know every single detail about your life. That's part of dating is you're getting to know the person yeah. and knowing them better. So that comes naturally as it progresses. But I, I don't want somebody that's just going to be really shallow the yeah. entire time. Yeah. So can I ask another follow-up question that's not Absolutely. You can. Okay. So if you flip that, girls are looking for the same thing. And I think as a general rule, we're not the ones who tend to give really short answers as a rule. It's normally the guys. When you're trying to – you feel like as a girl you're having to completely keep this conversation going. At least this has been my experience. When in reality he's interested, he's just kind of like – chill and i it comes across as not being as interested what can we as girls do to encourage guys to carry a little more of the conversation to initiate more conversation other than how's your mom where do you want to go to dinner so i would say no yes or no questions okay so kind of cut those out do you like coffee yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you like cheese my favorite's gouda (laughs) Anyway. No idea what you're talking about. She's the man. It's there? from She's okay, the Man. Okay, yeah, that's not, not, it's not, not in your repertoire. No. <laughs> no, if it's Phantom of the Opera, though, now I got you. Oh, really? I love Phantom of the that's Opera. That's impressive. Really? Love it. I was it. listening to Phantom of the Opera on the way to work today. Yeah, it's great. Oh, anyway. anyway. To Christmas uh, music. <laughs> whoa, that is way too early. It's Phantom. It's. Yeah. Okay, that's a. Yeah. yeah. We we'll can talk really about that another day. Yeah. Way too early on that one. No, no yes or no questions. Okay. I think, you know, you can lead with those. If it's just yeah. constantly those questions, kind of cut those out. Open-ended questions and be very particular about the open-ended questions that you ask. Okay. So no, if this is just a, a really simple, he can explain it in one sentence, maybe that's not the question to ask. And then have follow-up questions to that. And don't be afraid to say, hey, what are your thoughts? What mm-hmm. do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And then really jump off into that, showing him, hey, I want you to be involved and engaged in this conversation. I'm also the type of person, if you look at me and say, hey, I really want you to be involved and engaged in this conversation, I'll say, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll Great. go deeper. Yeah. So be honest with me. I know that's different with different people. I'm just talking from my perspective. 
but I'm not afraid of questions. I love questions. That's why I was cool with doing an interview on you. <laughs> I like when people ask me questions. So don't be afraid of those. Pick your questions well and then just sit and listen. And don't be afraid of a couple seconds of awkward silence. It's okay. Are you yeah. afraid of those? Oh, yeah. I Back to the small talk and the rambling. I'm really bad at letting there be silence. I'm like, oh, I need to fill it. And so I just fill it <laughs> I mean, really well. <laughs> I, I talk a lot and I talk fast, but I'm also, if we've just had a, a really serious conversation and that conversation has ended there mm-hmm. and we need to transition into a new one, I'll give a couple of seconds yeah. of just, hey, let's let's digest what, what we just talked about, then we can move on. Why aren't you? It's your turn. I, it's your color. It's, uh, <laughs> no. Two nanoseconds. Yes. There you go. So going in a little bit of a different direction now. <laughs> Bethany just fed me that line, y'all. Let's just you be still totally said honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> so is one of my favorite words. It's the best of both worlds. Yes. It's like a mullet. Business in the front, party oh, in the back. Like, yeah. Gosh. I hate mullets, by the way. I hate good. My cousin's in a fraternity right now. He uh, has to have a mullet. I tell him. He, he has, has to? to? Yeah. Because he's, so he's, so he's rushing college. for it. Oh, wow. He's not officially in it yet, and they made him shave his head on the <gasps> sides. It is the ugliest thing you've ever seen, and I tell him that constantly. Good. Yeah, as you should. Oh, wow. That's so gross. Yeah, I don't get the mullet trend. Wow. Now see if you can follow up with your question. <laughs> yeah, that's my question's not related to the mullets at all. Um, what is the hardest part about dating as a Christian guy? Well, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but the pressures that's put on it. I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, you you want to find somebody that is uh, wifey material, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> so I, I think we just we put a lot of pressure on it and saying you have to have it all figured out by the first date. You don't. You really don't have to have it all figured out by that time. You can date for a little while and really start to figure it out. It's okay to date casually, but it's still dating with that intention and with that purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a good mixture of the two of them. But I think we just pressure people too much. And it, it really, you find the weight put on the shoulders, especially with a misunderstanding of what it means to be a Christian leader mm. and for men to lead. I, I've heard people say before, you need to lead her in dating. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You are not A, her father, B, her husband. You have zero authority. And I'll mix yeah. in the pastor in there as well. Yeah. You don't have that authority. Now, the man should be showing leadership in dating of making good choices, even about eating. Mm-hmm. That's one way you can step out and show this type of leadership. But you are not her leader. You're not her father. You're not her pastor. You're not her husband. So you need to be cautious in that and in, in the way you lead her. But there's a lot of pressure that's put on guys in that. And, and I think there's pressures on the women's side as well. Um, you just need to really there be. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> well, here, let me jump off into this because okay. I thought about this on the way over here. The pressures that are put on you is be a Proverbs 31 woman. I mean, you hear it constantly. That's not a bad thing. You should desire to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Men, you should desire to be a Proverbs 1 through 30 man. Just to be blunt about that. That's who you should Dang. desire to be. <laughs> I'm using that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll, I will that. lay it out on you. Yeah. And, and when I see couples where the guy's saying, well, I'm, I'm leading her in dating, but she's not submitting to me. Great. <laughs> She, she shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Yeah. That's you should not be doing that in a dating relationship. So it's just problematic when when you try and overstep the boundaries of stepping into marriage before you're even married. That's just mm-hmm. foolish. 
So men, you need to be Proverbs 1 through 30 men. You need to be students of the word that loves the Lord well before you ever try and love someone else. I mean, you look at qualifications for leaders in the church, but I would argue all men should desire this. They manage their own household well. And if they don't know how to love their wife and love their family well, they're not going to love other people well. And I would argue that you should do that in dating too. If you don't care about somebody well, setting aside your own things. I was having a conversation a couple hours ago about dating with uh, somebody that works at the church here, Kim Pitts. Can I mention his name on here? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Well, I love this man. Yes. Anyway, having a conversation with this guy, and, and we're just talking about dating and the purpose of dating behind all of this and how to love people well. You should, you should start to show this sacrificial leadership, not in the way you're forcing it on people, but you're just exuding it. And you're exuding that confidence in the Lord of, I'm willing to lay down my life for you, even in a dating situation. Mm-hmm. Like I've been in some sketchy situations mm-hmm. when I was dating someone. We, we were walking around downtown late at night. There's creepy guys that are walking up behind me. She gets behind me and I tell her, you get behind me and you just, whatever happens, you're behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also simple things of, this is a very Southern thing to do. If you're ever walking down the sidewalk, I'm now speaking to the guys. If you're walking down the sidewalk, you need to be on the side closest to the road. So if something happens, she's getting out of the way and you're taking it. Mm. It's just simple things of where he's showing it in action and not forcing it. But you definitely need to watch out for the pressures that are out there. You're not leading men and, and women. If you see a guy that's trying to forcibly lead you run very far away. Yeah. Say, no, you need, you need to get to step in. We're not going to do this. <laughs> That's good. I have one follow-up question, kind of going back to the pressure that y'all feel as guys. So you mentioned you went to Bible college and then seminary. I did. So did you feel more pressure then than you do now, now that you're out? Or do you feel like the pressure's the same? Do you feel like it's more now because you're out? And I would say the levels are the same, but the the aim of the pressures is a little bit different. Okay. At, at the school I went to, there is, uh, they have this conversation. It's called Man to Man. So all the guys are in one room. You have one of the leaders speaking at it, and he's basically arguing why you should find a wife. So that happens in the very early stages of the spring semester. This is the pressure you're facing here. And then you have spring formal towards the end of it. Oh, great this, timing. Yeah. Oh, they, they do this. Oh there's, there's two big quotes that come out of this. Ring by spring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You yeah. got to find a wife before then. Mm-hmm. They also call it open season. Awful. That's right? terrible. It is terrible. Oh my god. Absolutely terrible. They call it open season because guys are literally on the hunt. Wow. Especially the the older seminary guys. Like we called them the dirty thirties. <laughs> dirty thirties. You just ran away from them. You just had no business with them. I don't want to black I love my, my school, but the pressures on marriage are just ridiculous there. So in that season there was a lot of, of pressures that are put on you of find somebody before spring formal. Or you're a failure. I went mm. to spring formal by myself multiple times. I just went with a bunch of friends because that's we were close. Why not? And then I went with a date a couple of times. It really felt no different. You know, I, I was with her, but we were all with the same group of friends. So uh, the pressure is a little bit different now being somebody that's in ministry. You know, you, you want that person to be married. I was turned down by one church because I wasn't married, hmm. which was hmm. a really interesting conversation. I kind of understood where they were coming from. But at the same time, I disagreed with them, obviously, uh, because I think you can serve faithfully single 
Yeah. Not a problem. Absolutely. Whatsoever. Uh, but the pressures are different. You are, a, a, I'm a man in ministry that is single. People want to set me up with their friends, their family members, which for me, I've kind of started to make this personal rule. I'm just not dating people at the church that I work at because there's, there's so much that can go wrong. Yeah. Um, you can, if it doesn't end well, that's your church member. That's not good. And then there's also a pride factor of if somebody at your church sets you up with this person, that pride kind of bubbles over them. Well, I have a little bit more control over the director of family ministries or the pastor or whatever it is. So I just try and show a lot of caution with that and be protective of other people's hearts as well. Um, so I, I would say the pressure is probably the same level just coming from different angles. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. Just out of curiosity, as a guy, do people, does it seem like just anyone feels comfortable giving their input on your marital status? That's how it is for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Pretty much anyone feels licensed to tell you what you're doing wrong or... My favorite line is, why are you single? Yes. I don't know. know. (laughs) If I knew, I'd be happy to share that with you. If I knew why I was single, I wouldn't be single anymore. Exactly. Okay, I'm just curious if that yeah, was the I mean, same. Yeah, there, there's there's always that conversation of, well, if you did this, and I, I had a, a buddy of mine that he had longer hair, he was kind of scruffy. Mm-hmm. Somebody told him one time, well, if you just if you cut your hair and trimmed your beard a little bit, I mean, there, so there is part of it you want to have a nice appearance. Well, sure. Don't right. don't put show your best up foot forward. Everywhere. So you you want to put your best foot forward, but you don't want to fundamentally change everything yeah. about yourself just to find a date. Yeah, because did. then you're just going to revert right back to it, and the person's going to be, "What in the world has yeah. happened to them?" Yeah, we did an entire episode last season yeah. or two seasons. Doesn't last matter season, when. Last yeah. season or the season before, we'll put it. In and the we <laughs> we put out all of our listeners on social media on here and we posed the question of what have you heard we said if you would just blank then you would find someone and we wanted to hear from people what have people told you to fill in that blank and it was astounding the things that girls had been told if you would just blank then you would find someone if you would just lose weight if you would just wear high heels Uh, you you would smile smile more. more If you would put yourself out there, which I'm sorry, I'm over that. We talked about. I mean, I get where the point, is there? How do you get there? Are you like, supposed to just stand in the middle of the road and say, "Here I am." Yeah, <laughs> date me. Exactly. That would like I went back and forth from heartbroken and infuriated the whole episode. Yeah, I'm just like, what is wrong with people? So I was just wondering if people told guys the same. Like, oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. that's yeah, good if, to know. If you just did this, then then you wouldn't be single anymore. Well. Mm. I'm not going to change everything about myself to fit your criteria. Yeah. Especially when these people, they're saying it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. So they're saying if you did this, then someone else will. That's from your perspective. Yeah. That's something that you like and therefore you're saying. (laughs) They're basically saying is if you would do this, then I would date you (laughs) at some point in time. And usually it's from old married people. So I'm like, it doesn't really matter if I would be appealing to you (laughs) because this is not happening. Have Have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. No. First of all, love that movie. You should. You haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen. We talked about this. I watched chick flicks and sports movies. Okay, you need to watch this movie. Okay. It is a good. It's cute. It's what Disney okay. movie? It's a Disney Dreamworks? movie. Dreamworks. Okay, Dreamworks. That's okay. right. Dreamworks movie. Great movie. Uh, There's like three is there of like them now. Is there like a trademark problem in the podcast? No. Okay. Great movie. Okay. And, and part of it, he's talking to his son, and he says, "You just need to change all of this." And the running joke is, "You can't see my hands moving right now." Uh, he says, uh, "You just gestured to all of me." 
that's literally what people mm-hmm. do in Christian mm-hmm. dating. They say, if, if you just weren't this, then you wouldn't be single anymore. You just said everything about who I am as a person mm-hmm. I need to change. Yeah. That's a problem. Dang, that's good. Who knew yeah. you could get dating advice from How to Train Your Dragon? That's amazing. Well, if you watch it, you would okay, know. I will, know these I will, things. Okay, I will have to watch it. Because there's romance in it, too. You would love it. I would. It's funny. Okay. And there's romance, therefore rom-com. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, great. You can't argue with his Add, logic. Nope, I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> okay. Here is, I would think, a quick to the point question. That's it is a to the point question. No. Let's see how how it goes. What do guys think when girls make the first move? Should girls ask guys out? Yes, Give no. Give me a high five. Okay. Great. I, that has been the sh- most shocking thing about these interviews is no guy has been like, ooh, no, don't I know. do that. Everyone's like, sure. Yeah, but all we're ever told, no, 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 you do not make the first move. Why? Yeah. I mean, okay, so I understand, yes, you want the man to step out. Sure. Show confidence, lead. I just harked on that a little bit, but you, you do want that. So guys should be kind of upfront about that. But if the guy, we have a history of being blissfully unaware of everything around us. <laughs> just be honest. Yeah. So I can be blissfully unaware if somebody is interested in me. I, I probably have interest in them. I just don't know where they're at, yeah. and I'm doing my own thing right now. If you say, "Hey, I'm interested in you. You want to you want to go on a date? Let's go. <laughs> I'll plan it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Now, if it's a proposal, that's a different story. <laughs> yes. So Agreed. there's there's a line for me in sure. that. Sure. But if you're just, "Hey, I'm really interested in you. I don't know if you picked up on this. I appreciate that. If if I don't show the same interest, I'll also be upfront and say, "Yeah, I'm not at the same spot. I'll say it nicer than that." <laughs> that's a little rough. <laughs> But it just just be honest. If you want to say, hey, I, I'm interested in this guy, go for it. I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a hug, whatever you want. Okay. I like it. That's what, I mean, we always hear, well, guys should be the ones who are pursuing. And that's where I, we've said on here. I hate here, that word. Mm-hmm. We've said on that here a so lot. creepy. Sorry, I'm interrupting <laughs> you. He should pursue her. Like, are you stalking her? Like open season. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that came from. No, but there's a big difference in Letting a guy know you're interested and, well, now you're pursuing him. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like you said, sometimes guys are just a little bit oblivious and they just need someone to say, hey, I'm interested. I think that's probably the one thing we have had the biggest evolution in since we started this. Because I think, I mean, this is the one question we get from listeners just about more than anything else is, is it okay for girls to ask guys out? And what we always said at the very beginning was, is it right or wrong I doesn't it's not wrong would I ever do it probably not but that's mainly because I'm just kind of a chicken you know what I mean I would also say be clever and use your friends that's what, oh yeah we say that all the that's, time uh, it's such a smart way to I mean you're not going to try and beat around the bush and, and get them to drop subtle hints all the time yeah I, mean, I there was one dating relationship where one of my friends just ended up telling the girl hey I think he's interested in you and she goes oh okay and then we dated for two and a half years (laughs) so it's okay to use your friends of if you're a friend and you know your friend is interested in someone else and it's just that no one's picking up on it yeah it's okay to say something at that point i love being that friend i know (laughs) kristen's really good at being that friend friend. but yeah i think since then though we have both made that first move yep and now we're like yes everybody should (laughs) It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. But oh, it we totally did it. is, but we did it. Welcome to our world. So, I, know. I know. We we, we like, did I feel say, so bad for guys like, now. I have such an appreciation for yeah the terror that goes into that. Yeah, 
Which brings us to... Yeah, so the next (laughs) question, you kind of already answered it, but you can add to it. So we want to know how we as women can encourage guys to not be fearful about asking a girl out on a date. So... Hold on, before you answer, I want to qualify one thing real quick, too. Because we've talked to lots of guys, and they say, oh, well, they don't want to be rejected. So it's, like, terrifying to ask a girl out, because what if she says no? So we said, okay, we're going to go talk to a lot of girls and find out if girls actually say no to first dates as much as guys think they do. And they don't. Girls, I mean, it comes down to three things. Does he love Jesus? Does he have a job? And does he go to church? And he's not creepy. And he's not creepy. So if a guy is... It goes back to the pursuit conversation there. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes. So if a guy is those things, I'll give pretty much anyone a date. So I'm not... Like, we're not nearly as picky, I think, as guys think we are. So with all of that as the backstory, what can we do to help guys realize it's not that... It doesn't have to be that terrifying or that pressure, that much of a pressure situation. Uh, Part of it is be gracious in your rejections. So even though it doesn't happen as often as guys really like to think, still be gracious in that. Of if a guy is genuinely showing interest in you, he's. It's one thing if it's a, a really creepy guy that you don't really know, and he walks up to you and goes, "I love you." <laughs> you can say no, thank you, and no. run away. That's okay. But if it's if it's a brother in Christ that is genuinely, he's just he's trying to care for you well, and you're just not interested. Be gracious about it. I think it also goes to the part of, you know, we do put a lot of pressure on it. That's been a kind of consistent theme of what I've been saying of guys need to remove that pressure from themselves. Really is the old adage is what's the worst they can say? No, it really is. That's the worst they can say is no. So I think from my perspective, we just have to kind of calm down on a lot of that and and say, it'll be okay. If they say no, girls need to kind of be gracious in, in saying no Um, But just honesty is also a big part of it as well, because you can also, if a girl says no, she can say no in a way that's really confusing. Guilty. (laughs) You can, you can say, well, not right now. Mm -hmm. Well, then the guy's sitting there thinking, well, maybe in the future. I'll wait. (laughs) So he's still waiting on that. And then you're way down the road. Now the guy's really getting hurt. And, And I really am genuinely concerned about the hearts of other people. I'm not going to tell someone, well... I'm not really wanting to date right now, or it's just not a good time for me. I'm never going to say any of those things. And I think girls should be the exact same way. And also, don't blame it on your walk with the Lord. Mm. Amen. I just, uh, my Jesus walk with the Lord, right? Jesus told me not to right, go out with you. <laughs> yeah. My walk with the Lord is not great right now, so not right now. I mean, still, it's giving guys hope that yeah. you don't need to give that hope out there because then it's just you you carry more emotional baggage going into it. So be gracious and be honest is the biggest thing. I think that's good advice I for everyone. So. I think so, too. Okay, so are you? I said, okay, so. Okay. Oh, man. Yep. Rubbing off on you. Part of this, I'm also forgetting that my audience is uh, women listening to <laughs> this okay. predominantly. So I'm just giving general answers for everyone. That's the pastor brain right That's there. Okay. There you go. That's good. We have we have quite a few guys that listen we to you. Well, so. there you go. Hello, men. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, men. Glad you're here. <laughs> so we're getting close to, we only have a couple questions left in our typical list. And then we have. Oh, is this the next question? Yeah. Oh, I love this. He question. was he was ready for this. I'm one. ready for this. Okay. One. So here's the question: Are you ever just friends with a girl without 
wanting to date her. Like there is no interest whatsoever, ever. Absolutely. Elaborate. I've heard, okay, I've heard some of these. I feel like this was a, a topic of contention. I think, right, if I'm picking it up right, some guys say no, some guys say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say absolutely. I've I've been in the camp before where I said no, and that was part of the brainwashing that I had had <laughs> concerning what dating is. Uh, you, you need to be cautious with that, and I'll, I'll elaborate on that more as Bethany makes more noise, noise Sorry, on the table there. Sorry, I keep leaning on the table. <laughs> Just don't, don't touch it anymore. Um, yes, you can be friends with a girl with having no intentions to date. I mean, I have several female friends that I love them dearly. I mean, I think of there's one that I used to work with. I was really good friends with her husband too, right? We, I was closer with her because I worked with her every day. I knew her well, but I became friends with her husband through her as well. So, you know, I, I think you can absolutely be friends, but have boundaries, right? This is not one of those relationships where a guy is going to share every little detail about his life with that person. It's not wise and it's not helpful because then there is the possibility for creating an emotional attachment mm-hmm. that need not be made. Yeah. So you need to be very cautious. And I'm going to really hammer guys to take care of your sister's heart. You really need to be concerned with where she's at. If you can start to see, hey, maybe she's making an emotional attachment that's a little bit more than where I want to go, you need to back off or have some sort of conversation around that. So there's boundaries within that. We're not going to do this, this, and this, uh, but I'm cool with hanging out with her, with having these conversations, going and playing golf or whatever it is. You don't find a lot of people that go play golf. (laughs) It's very few people, but... It's okay to have friends of the opposite sex. Just be wise in how you do it. Yeah. I think my my own personal rule of thumb that has been refined over the years is that, like, if I'm friends with a guy and it has gotten to a point where if I started dating something else, something else. <laughs> something. If I started dating That's all someone else. That's we might need to have that cleaner. <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. And then my friendship with this guy had to change because it's too much to be friends with him the way I was and date someone else. Then that's probably too much. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, you're in a friendship with someone of the opposite sex that would have to drastically change because one of you started dating someone, it's probably not the best. Yeah. That's a problem as it is. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my, my thought on the subject. I've stolen that rule from Bethany, so I highly recommend (laughs) all of you listening do the same. It's a good, good rule of thumb. Be wise in how you do it. Yeah. And it's okay to bring this in, in prayer before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, is my relationship with this person, is it going too far? Just in terms of the way that we're opening up with one another, because there really is so much emotional damage that can really happen from that. So to be cautious, be wise, and, and ask other people to get people involved and say, hey, is this relationship okay? Or is it really not honoring the Lord? And is there just danger in that? And then back off. Yeah. Be, be willing to swallow your pride and admit, I was wrong. And back off a little bit. Yeah, that's good. All right, last one before we hit you with the questions that you don't know about. Well, I already got one of them, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> survived that one. Yes. So in your experience, does it take a guy a while to realize that you're interested in a girl, or is it always pretty much immediate, like you know one way or the other? Are you asking this from a perspective of if if I see someone I know instantly I'm interested or? 
Well, that's just attraction, I think. Like, like you, that, like you meet somebody. And you hang out. You're like in a group a few times. And you're like, wow, she's really cool. Or basically, I guess maybe another way of putting the question is, if you don't realize really quickly that you're interested in someone, are you ever going to? It's typically pretty quick for for me. Okay. Uh, and I would say for most guys, it, it's pretty quick. Of guys know it. Like my buddy uh, who has been married to his wife for two years now. They just had their firstborn. He met her and then came up to me and said, there's this girl, I really like her. They didn't get married for a while because I think it's completely different for girls. At least in my experience. Because she was not interested in him and told him no. And then he just kept going on about his business. He wasn't a creep or anything like that. He just actually (laughs) went and did his own thing. They ended up coming back together and now they're married and have a kid together and love each other well. So... I, I think it's different for guys and girls, at least in my own experience. Mm-hmm. But for for me, it's pretty quick. Like if if you've met some of the criteria on my list, there's an attraction there. Then then that's a, it's a pretty quick fix. Okay, perfect. Are we ready to jump into the yes. the questions from listeners? Okay, I so these wait. are ones we got in our stories on Instagram. So this first question, we actually just did a couch cast on this, I think. Yep. And then we also, but this question, I think, was in there. Th- several times so this is obviously a hot topic at the moment Mm -hmm. so is it a red flag to guys if a girl has never really been on a date before hasn't really dated much at all and i think more specifically we're talking we're not talking about in high school or like their you know first few years of college but getting into mid-20s and even 30s would you look at someone and go oh i don't know if i want to go out with her because she hasn't really dated much depends on her reasoning Mm. so if you ask her why have you never gone on dates it's haven't found anybody that I'm really interested in, I'm actually going to appreciate that because she's very cautious with her own self and she has a list of criteria that as long as they're not ridiculous criteria, like ladies, if you're looking for your knight in shining armor, he's never showing up. And I don't want to be hateful, burst any bubbles there. It just doesn't exist. Guys are imperfect. They have flaws. They have failings. They're never going to show up and be everything that you dreamed of from the Nicholas Sparks movies. That's really the only one I other. Bethany's tapping me in Sorry. case y'all are wondering. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's some good movies out there, you know. Uh, I've seen them all because my sister used to love it. <laughs> it was torture, but <laughs> I saw them all. And I watched them because she wanted to. No, it, it's just that guy doesn't exist. So if it's because you have some ridiculous criteria, you need to check your own self and your own list and maybe re-examine that. But if it's one of those things where... She hasn't gone on a date because she has a, a confidence in the Lord and a ha- has a really genuine list of criteria that are biblical, wise, and just careful. I actually appreciate that more because she's a thoughtful person. And I want somebody that's thoughtful. So I, I would appreciate that more, honestly. You know, if it's the ridiculous list, that's a different conversation. That's good. I think that's really encouraging it to is. hear because, like you said, we get, we're getting that question a lot. And, and we think, can say it. Yeah. But it carries more weight when it's, when it's from, a guy. from a guy. Yeah. Yes. Don't be discouraged. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, the providence of the Lord has been a comfort to me, even in dating, of knowing mm-hmm. that the, the Lord has his own plans and he's working something out. And I told a, a buddy of mine yesterday in talking about dating and marriage that, the Lord is a giver of good gifts and he delights in giving good gifts to his children. If dating and marriage are a good gift and that's what the Bible portrays, God's not going to withhold that from you. It just might not be in the timing that you want to see it in. And for me, someone who's extremely impatient and (laughs) uh, 
my my mother would really tell a lot of stories about my impatience. They're comical <laughs> stories. I'm an impatient person, so that's hard for me. That's hard to swallow. But then I look at it and say, God delights in giving good gifts, so I'm just going to wait on Him to give those good gifts. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to sit back and punt on everything. Yeah, I'm going to continue to do what I think is right in those areas. But it's been a real comfort for me. So don't be discouraged. Trust in the Lord, wait on his timing, but also don't just sit there on, on your hands. Yeah. It's okay to get out there. Yeah. We talk about that a lot about yeah. that verse in Psalm 86 or whatever. No good thing does he withhold from mm-hmm. those whose walk is blameless. And if marriage were good for you right now, he's not going to withhold it like exactly. you just said. But if it's not the best, then, you know, you keep moving forward and like you said, trusting in his timing. That's good. Okay, so the next question we had was talking about is there pressure on guys like there is for girls? I think we've covered that yeah. pretty well. So moving on to the next one is how do guys perceive friendlationships? Or are they even aware of them that that's a thing? That's a like What's a friendlationship? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell from his face. Like, I don't think he even is. No idea what you're talking a about. A friendlationship, a f- flirtationship um mm-hmm. i hear more flirtationship than where basically the guy or girl bread I think crumbing bread crumbing um none of this is ringing a bell y'all just need to okay. be blunt with what you're saying here so. <laughs> we're just making up words at this point <laughs> no so it's the concept that guys will flirt with a girl they'll be just friends with her but basically Treat her like a girlfriend without ever actually making any sort of commitment. Like this long-term flirting type thing where it's like, okay, we're not really friends, but we're not more than that either. That's something that has become more and more common, especially from the girl's side, of trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And I think there's a, as we go further and further into the internet age, like we were talking about a few weeks ago, commitment goes further and further down. Like, And so just... Are guys aware of that? What is Clearly, what causes it? I mean, obviously <laughs> um, you are. What are your thoughts? Yes. Well, when, when you explain it, I know what you're talking about. I've just never heard those terms before. Okay. So that's new to me. We're defining um, our terms. Part of it, if you look at the current cultural climate, I think part of it is you see the divorce rates going up. Mm-hmm. I think people are afraid of commitment because their parents weren't good at commitment. Completely agree. I think that's a big part of it that you you see people withdrawing. I mean, I have a, somebody that I know of that's been dating this person and lives with this person, which is completely different conversation. Don't do that. That's bad, and I'm biblical. <laughs> um, but what I want to look at them and say, y'all have been together for six years. I mean, what are you waiting on at this point? You're now you're living together. You're really mm-hmm. you might as well be married at this point. But you're dishonoring the Lord through what you're doing. But people just drawing out things for no reason because they're terrified of commitment. So I think part of it is the divorce rates. People are scared of seeing what they had seen in the past and are therefore afraid of commitment. I know that's something that people have told me. I think online dating is is part of the issue as well. Not just online dating, but just social media in general. Of You can be really flirty and text back and forth with somebody without the pressure of having to meet them. And it's it's almost this comfort blanket. Mm. You hide behind the veil of the internet or whatever it is, and you never really step out there. I think those type of relationships that you're describing are really dangerous. It's just not good for people because it goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time. People are making emotional connections with one another that if you decide it doesn't work, somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, it's going to be bad Mm -hmm. because somebody was more committed than the other person was. It's just don't do it. That's my advice. Don't do it. It's not healthy. It's not helpful. 
have clarity, and if it's not going anywhere, cut it off. Perfect. Preach. Still <laughs> not going to use those words, though. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> What are your thoughts on breadcrumbing? Um, we had to look that one up the first time. Yeah. Someone asked us to. Someone we were like, that. sorry, what? And sometimes I got to tell you, when people ask you questions about dating and singleness and all these things, and they use terms you've never heard before, Googling them makes me a little nervous sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. Because I think we ended up looking up breadcrumbing on the first, or when we Googled it, the first definition was on Urban Dictionary. I'm like, nope. I'm terrified to click on this. <laughs> yeah. I just don't click on that. Yeah, yeah no, we didn't. It's just the worst answer possible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I think this is the question I'm most excited about. Yes. Okay. So. Go for it. Would you say that... When a woman who is confident in herself and her faith, like when you see a woman like that, is that intimidating? Or do you feel like some guys find that intimidating? Cause, yeah, whether you do personally or yeah, not, like as a whole, as, maybe. Yeah, because I know we've talked about this. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but at the same time I want to know because it's like I feel very confident in my faith and I don't want that to be a deterrent, but sometimes but it, it feels like it, like it is. Yeah, I've been in numerous situations where I'm like, oh, wow, that's the issue. Yeah. Well, and that's something (laughs) that, I mean, I've personally prayed of, like, I want my future husband to find my relationship with the Lord attractive and, like, for that to be um, something that he wants to encourage me and not something that Mm -hmm. intimidates him. I think for me personally, it's extremely attractive. That's a. I mean, obviously, I'm going into pastoral ministry, so I'm, I'm a little bit biased in the yeah. way that I approach that question. I, I want that. I yeah. want somebody that is confident in the Lord, that knows her Bible well. You don't have to be able to describe to me everything that's in Grudem's systematic theology. I don't care if you know that or not, but do you know the Lord? Do you love him well? And are you actively pursuing him? I think for me, that's extremely attractive. For some guys, and it depends on the level of where they're at in their faith, they get a little scared of someone who knows their Bible better than they do. Again, part of it is because of the pressure that is put on them of saying you have to lead your household well and you need to know your Bible well. Um, So I think that there is a little bit of pressure and fear that goes into that. I think if I'm speaking to guys, I would say you should find that attractive. It's biblical. You need to find that attractive. You need to work on your own heart if you have a problem with that. Now, if we're, if we're talking about confidence that ends up showing arrogance, different conversation. Yeah, absolutely. If a woman is arrogant in the things that she knows, like it's just knowledge, and it's not something that's deeply saturating her heart, mm-hmm. she's got an issue and you need to walk away from that mm-hmm. because that is just a problem as a red flag. But if she genuinely loves the Lord, you need to pursue her. That's a terrible word. I'm going <laughs> to sprinkle it in there. You, you need to really look into that and say, yeah, she exudes everything that I should be looking for, and you need to go that direction. That's good, good answer. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Family food. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm purple. You're purple. Yeah. For the last three and a half I years, know, you know, have been I purple. Know. It's better than the other color. Do I get a color? No. Mm. I know what color I want. What color do you want? Orange. That's her color. That's my color. <laughs> orange is a good color. Bethany, what do you think about the color orange? I think it's great. Can you uh, tell us what color your cup is that you're drinking out of right now? It's or orange. <laughs> is I it? Orange. Are you sure it's not orange? <laughs> <laughs> orange. I 
need to put a poll on Instagram or something and he figure out if I am not the only. like, I've got to figure out a way to work this color into conversation. I found it. Don't worry. It's, Actually, you introduced I it. I totally so did. I made you your job the ball easy. Up there. It's orange. It's orange. 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 It orange is not that. No. It's a oh. Thank you. We'll we'll get hooked on phonics. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's giving me PTSD. Ah. Ah. I was a pirate at some point in my orange. previous life. Maybe. I don't know. Your previous life? We can get into that later. Oh, we're getting into different religions now. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Seamless transition. <laughs> right? <laughs> no one will notice that at all. So. Don't you dare cut that out either. I'm not. Yes. Next listener question. This is from a girl who says, I'm having trouble getting second dates. What makes you want to see someone again? That, that's a. I know it's very subjective. Yeah, that really is subjective. Um, yeah, not knowing the situation is really kind of hard to speak to that one. Um you know, you want to be looking back at you. It's good to analyze the date, not yeah. overthink it, but analyze it and look at okay, what's the consistent theme? If if I've dated a lot of people and it's only been a first date, what is it that has gone on in that? Be a little introspective, look at it, analyze it, and try and figure that out. But it's also reach out to the guy and maybe next time just ask him why why no second date. Word it a little bit differently than why no second date. Yes. It's grammatically horrible. <laughs> um, but it it might be helpful to, to if it's somebody that, that you know and you would trust, and even though it didn't work out, I would be okay with asking that person or somebody asking me and saying, why, why didn't you want to go on a second date? And I'll, I'll tell you in as gracious a way as I can mm-hmm. why I wasn't interested in that second date. Maybe it just didn't mesh well. But it's okay to kind of be analyzing these things. Just don't overthink it. Yeah. I've actually had a couple of guys after we had gone on first dates and I just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. And I told them I was, I'm always pretty broad when I tell someone because I don't want to like tear them down unnecessarily. Like I don't need to give them a laundry list. of You ugly. Here's, (laughs) don't say that. No, I don't. So here's all the reasons why I don't like you. So, but I've had a couple who have genuinely come back and asked me from a, like a sincere place of wanting to know to improve for the future. And yeah, I have appreciated that and been, yeah, kind, but honest in telling them, Hey, here were the things. And when that's done from a place of, okay, I really just want to know. Thank you for your time. See you. That's great. I've also had the ones where it's like, okay, so if I promise to work on it, will you go out with me again? I'm like, eh, right. no, thanks. No. <laughs> I've honestly learned a lot about myself from rejections and breakups. Mm-hmm. Because you see, you know, what, what went wrong here? Mm-hmm. Breakups especially, I've learned a ton through about my own self of, okay, this relationship didn't work out for X, Y, and Z. If it's a problem on her end, I can't really fix that. If it's a problem on my end, I can fix that. Mm-hmm. I can grow in that. Um, and even rejections. I asked a girl one time when she said no to me. She was actually a, a good friend of mine. I just she didn't see it working out. I asked her why. And she explained it to me. And I was like, okay, that's actually really thoughtful and gracious. And I appreciate that. And looking back now, it would not have been mm. a great relationship because we didn't really mesh well. We argued it a ton as friends. I'm like, why did I even think that was a good idea? <laughs> so you, you can really learn a lot through that. So it's okay to ask that question. Just don't. Don't leave the door open in your heart for, okay, yeah. maybe it'll work out later. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, I have a fun question, and then we have our closer. Yes. So closer is my. I keep saying everything's my favorite, but the closer really is my favorite. <laughs> but before that, the fun question. I did give you a heads up on this one before we started recording. Let's see if I was listening. <laughs> uh, what is one of the creepiest questions you've gotten from a girl? Or she says, is there a repeated question you've received that's a huge turnoff? I mean, mine, I have a beard, so mine's always a comment about, what do you do to make your beard look the way it does? And like, first of all, it's kind of scraggly in the first place, so you need to chill about that. Um, it's Sometimes it's making unwanted comments about my physique. Mm. It's kind of weird. Okay. Like, if you, if you tell me, hey, I really like your shoes, or I really like the way you do your hair, that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you're repeatedly making that comment, or I really like the way that you part your hair in this particular place, <laughs> you are overanalyzing me, and that's just kind of creepy. So uh, way over-detailed comments that I was not soliciting freak me out. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, that. I typically that's fair. turn and yeah. move pretty quickly away. <laughs> I'll say uh, really awkwardly, thank you, and then bolt. I was like, man, I told him I liked his shoes the other day. I hope that's okay. So I'm glad that made the list of Oh, if you comment about my shoes, I'll acceptable. appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Comments. Shoes are always a great thing to comment. Well, I liked the shoes. I yeah. love shoes in general. Yeah. So Thank you. Okay. Good people. I am We've, good people. We're half far right. into this, and now you're just now deciding just, that. Well, <laughs> like, I've been into this whole time. He likes shoes. Okay. Then we can We've publish this We've determined you're a guy, and... <laughs> You're good people, so yeah. I'm feeling great about myself right now. And we like your shoes. Exuding confidence. Yes. Okay. Yes. Last question. This is how we always end this. Are you ready? No. <laughs> great. Here we go. So if you could tell the girls listening one or two things about dating, relationships, singleness, anything, like one piece of encouragement, one piece of advice, one, this is your shot, what would you tell them? Enjoy it. I mean, wherever you're at, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Life is way too short to be miserable. If you're in a dating relationship and you're not really sure how it's going, find a way to enjoy it. If you're single right now, that's, it's actually a good thing. You just might not see it that way because you have opportunities to spend more time with people, be more intentional, serve your church more. For me, that's one of the things that's been a blessing of this season of singleness is I get to be more a part of people's lives and a part of the church than I would be if I was married. So find a way to enjoy it and delight in the Lord and whatever it is. This is whatever season you're in, the Lord has you in for a reason. So look to it to see how can I grow, how can I learn, and how can I just enjoy every single moment of it. Not all of it's going to be easy. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that want to get married that are single right now and they don't like being single and that's okay right it's okay to not want to be single i don't want to be single but god has me here right now for a reason and i'm gonna find a way to delight in it i mean i'm hanging out with guys almost all the time that i'm not doing something because i have the opportunity to do so if i was married i wouldn't so i'm investing into people pouring into them going fishing going golfing just enjoying life and then whenever the Lord opens up that door, I'm going to find a way to enjoy that as well. So it's just find joy in the little things and wherever the Lord has you, and it'll just change the way that you see the world. Rather than just wallowing in self-pity and saying, oh, woe is me. Why is my life the way that it is? Delight in the Lord that he is a good giver of good gifts, and you just enjoy every moment of every day, and it just changes everything for you. So true. It's my amen. <laughs> That's my that. 
I don't know. What favorite quote? Words to live by. I don't know. I just love the quote that says, enjoy the little things because one day you'll look back and realize they were the big things. Mm -hmm. And that's like my life. I don't know. You need to get that like uh, like framed or something to put in your room or like over your bed. Can I share two? Yes. Wow. Wow. That was good. (laughs) Um, So it's enjoying things and don't look too far ahead. Mm. Don't live for tomorrow when you're living today. Yep. You know, you see, Scripture explains, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Today has enough troubles of its own. I think that's just a principle for life as well of saying, well, if I only was married, mm-hmm. my life would be better. Or if I only had this job, my life would be better. That's not how it works. You, you are where you are because God has put you there for a reason. So don't look so far ahead in the future that you're overlooking everything that's going on right now. I mean, for me, if I were looking forward to the future, I joked about having a long-distance relationship with my future wife. But if I was only looking to that and only looking to the future, I would miss everything that God is doing right now. Like I can't tell you how much it means for me to be jumping into the position I am at the church. This is a dream job for me. And I've worked a long, long way to get to this point. But God has used every single moment in that to build me up into this point and make me who I am today. So don't look so far in the future that you miss and don't grow from everything that's going on right now. If you're wanting a husband, that's a good thing to want. Just don't say my life's going to be better when that happens. Look to right now because God has put things before you right now that you need to be faithful to and be thankful for. Absolutely. That's good. Final thoughts? Did you want to have a third one? Uh, that's, my okay. that's my two. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm failing because every good preacher is supposed to have three points, oh, and I only no. had two there. So sorry about that. You got shortchanged, but no. uh, we've been rambling on for a while now, so it I feel like it's okay. It's been a hot minute. Yes. It's so been, this has been fun. It has been How fun. How many hot minutes have we been going here? An hour and twenty six. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> no, you no, did I, great. I got made fun of in preaching class because we were supposed to go forty five minutes, and I went an hour and twenty five <gasps> minutes. Whoa. My professor oh. said, uh, son, that was a great sermon, but you need to buy a watch. <laughs> so uh, I could have doubled this easily. Well, oh, thank man. you for your restraint. Yes. You're welcome. This is great. Thank you for being here. This was fun. I love these yeah. so much. So great. This is probably my... Everything's your favorite. I know everything's my favorite, but... That's these because are... you're delighting in everything. <laughs> thank you. Say. Yes. These are my favorite conversations yes. that we have just because the the male brain is a fascinating thing. It is. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's encouraging, though, to hear, because we, I mean, we talk about dating not just on here. Bethany and I talk about dating all the time. And it's just a good um, encouragement yes. to hear from a guy's perspective. Well, I was talking to things. somebody today. We don't have it all figured out, and we never will. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're a believer, first of all, you are a perpetual student. So we serve an infinite God and we'll never stop learning about him. But there's no point in this life where we arrive. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue to learn and continue to grow. So don't overlook that. Enjoy the growing process. And know not everyone's the same. Guys' brains are messed up. Women's brains are confusing. <laughs> it is what it is. So just enjoy it. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Well, we will wrap it there. Thank you so much for joining us for this Men Tell All episode. We will be back soon because I don't know what's coming up next because we don't know when this episode is dropping in the schedule. That's how this season's going. Friday or Wednesday, you'll hear from us again. Yes, we will be back soon. So stay tuned. But thanks for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, go tell a friend about it. 
and we'll talk to y'all soon. But I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. <laughs>